Hi, this is attorney Tim Anderson. Today is March 19th, 2018. This uh, 10 minutes is going to give you a rough idea of what a bankruptcy consultation should sound like, the advice you should be receiving from a bankruptcy attorney in Virginia, and to help you make a better informed decision on which chapter of bankruptcy is right for you. So let's get started. Uh, bankruptcy typically is uh, two chapters in Virginia, either Chapter 7 or Chapter 13. The first thing that we're going to look at is, is have you ever filed bankruptcy before? In the United States, if you have filed a Chapter 7 bankruptcy within the past eight years, you are prohibited from filing another Chapter 7 bankruptcy until you've gone past the eight years. Now, that time starts from the date of filing. So if you filed bankruptcy on March 18th, 2010, then today, March 19th, 2018, you can file another Chapter 7 bankruptcy. But if you are within the eight-year window, you'll be prohibited from filing. So we're going to want to know if you've ever filed a previous Chapter 7 bankruptcy before. If you have, then, and you are within that eight-year window, then we're going to look at possibly doing uh, a different bankruptcy for you called the Chapter 13. But we'll talk more about that in a little bit. The second thing that we're going to look at is, is what is your income? In the United States, we use something called the means test to determine what type of income a party can have in order to file bankruptcy. Now, in Virginia, uh, we base that on family size. And for instance, if you have a family of four and your income is $92,000, then you are qualified to do a Chapter 7 bankruptcy for the means test. Now, that doesn't mean you can file, that doesn't mean you should file, but that is a qualification standard we're going to look at. If you're a family of four and your household income is above 92000 then that can prohibit you from filing a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Now, these numbers go higher or lower based on your family size, and this is total income. So it is everything about your household income with the exception of child support and social security income. So this includes VA disability income. This includes retirement income. This includes wage earner income. So if you are in a household and you are above the means test number, then that is going to disqualify you in most circumstances from filing a chapter seven bankruptcy. And just for information, the typical numbers are 55,000 for a family of one, 69,000 for a family of two, 79,000 for a family of three, 92,000 for a family of four. Now those aren't the exact numbers, but those are the round numbers for your information. So if you're a family of four and a husband and wife uh, make uh, over $92,000, then we're probably going to be sheer going away from that chapter seven option. Now let's uh, focus on the third thing that we look at, assets. Do you own or are you buying any real estate? Do you own or are you buying a motor vehicle? In Chapter 7, that is a liquidation bankruptcy. The purpose of Chapter 7 is to liquidate your assets to pay creditors. <clears throat> now, we are allowed to keep certain assets in Virginia. You don't lose every single thing that you may own. But the court is going to liquidate assets if they can get something out of them over what you owe and over what the state allows you to keep. So let's give you an example. Let's say you own a house and that house has 
a value of $100,000. Now let's say that you owe to the bank $60,000. Then the difference between the two is what we call equity. And in equity, $40,000 of equity exists in that factual scenario. In Chapter 7, the court would then sell your house, pay the mortgage off, and then they would take that $40,000 of equity and spread it out to your other creditors. Now, let's use that same example again. Let's say you have a house that is worth $100,000, but it is, uh, has a lien on it that is $95,000. So now you only have $5,000 of equity in that real estate. In such a circumstance, it would cost too much to sell your house, paying a realtor and the closing costs, to be able to get enough money out of it to pay your creditors. So if you had a house and you only had $5,000 of equity in it, then you might be able to continue to keep that house without fear of liquidation. Same thing applies to motor vehicles. Same thing applies to any asset that you have uh, that is uh, on a fixed-based value. The one exception to that in Virginia is retirement. If you have money in a qualified 401k, 403b, or IRA account, it's protected to an unlimited amount. Also, personal injury settlements uh, and uh, other types of legal cases can have uh, unlimited value protection. That's on a case-by-case basis. <clears throat> but for the most part, the majority of people that are filing bankruptcy have some kind of retirement, which is protected, and then we have to look at real estate and other things that are coming along the uh, the path. All right. So what we've covered so far in a uh, Chapter 7 analysis is, is have you filed bankruptcy within the past eight years? Is your income level below the threshold, what's called the means test threshold, and do you have any assets? So if you are below the means test number, if you are uh, not buying real estate or your real estate doesn't have any equity in it, and you haven't filed bankruptcy in the past eight years, then you're probably going to be filing a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Now, Chapter 7 bankruptcy is a situation that involves liquidation of your unsecured creditors. Now, what are unsecured creditors? The most common type are things like credit cards, medical bills, payday loans, broken leases, unpaid utilities. Those are the types of debts that typically go away when you file a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Now, what does not go away in Chapter 7 bankruptcy are student loans. Most tax obligations do not go away, and uh, court fines, court costs, and domestic support obligations. So if you owe uh, child support or if you have a court fine or court costs, those are not going to go away by filing bankruptcy. But you will get rid of debts to your credit cards, debts to medical bills, if you have a repossession, those kinds of things. You can get rid of all of those types of debts. Now, what you're also not going to get rid of are secured creditors. A secured creditor is a type of creditor that has loaned you money to buy a specific item. Those are most commonly in the format of uh, home loans, car loans, and retail loans such as furniture or jewelry store loans. So if you have a car and there's a lien on it, you're not going to be able to file bankruptcy and get rid of that lien and still keep your car or your house, or your furniture. 
But if you have a car, you have a house, or have furniture loans, and you want to keep those items and file bankruptcy on the other debts, then typically the way we do that is we indicate when you file your bankruptcy that you want to reaffirm that debt with um, the court. So if you have a car loan with uh, Navy Federal Credit Union and you want to keep that, then when we file the bankruptcy, we say, hey, we want to keep that car loan. And as long as there is protection in that bankruptcy uh, from the court selling it, then you'll be allowed to keep it and continue making payments on it just like you always have. No modification or no changes of terms. You just keep it current. Now, if you have a, a debt like a car loan and you don't want to keep the car, then we give the car back in the bankruptcy and then the debt goes away. So you're not going to be hit with a deficiency or any type of lawsuit down the road. We are surrendering that. So when we're talking about secured creditors, you can either keep them if you're current or if you're not current uh, and you can't get current or you don't want to get current, you can surrender them and then that debt goes away. So <clears throat> at the end of a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, you should be virtually debt-free of all types of debts with the exception of student loans, most tax obligations, court costs, court fines, criminal obligations, child support obligations, and any secured creditors that you have that are still in uh, a status of you keeping them with the court. Okay, so that's Chapter 7, pretty much in a nutshell. Uh, typically with our office, we uh, charge anywhere from uh, $1,300 to $1,800 to do a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. That includes all of the court costs, all of the attorney's fees, all of the filing fees. Your range will generally depend upon the complexity of your case. That range may be lower. That range may be higher. That range may be on the, in the middle. It just depends upon uh, what we have to do to do your case. In addition to those fees, uh, you do have to take two credit counseling courses. You have to take a credit counseling course immediately before you file bankruptcy and immediately after you file the bankruptcy. Uh, and that is a requirement by Congress. We can't waive that. Um, the credit counseling courses typically are around $10 to $15 a piece. They're not expensive, but you do have to complete them on your own without uh, any involvement in our office uh, to comply with that, uh, that rule. We'll certainly refer you to the companies that we have found to be the most user-friendly and the cheapest, but uh, you are not going to be able to waive that requirement uh, in Virginia. Now, uh, flipping you over to uh, the second stage of um, bankruptcy, which is Chapter 13. In Chapter 13, we are dealing with people who have either have either filed a Chapter 7 within the past eight years or somebody whose income is above that means test threshold or somebody who has had uh, assets that they don't want to lose in Chapter 7. So let's go through each one of those individually. Let's say that you filed the previous Chapter 7 five years ago and you need to now file bankruptcy again. You would have to do a Chapter 13 bankruptcy where you would basically be repaying some creditors over a uh, three-year time period. Now, what you repay is a complete derivative of what the difference is between your income and your monthly expenses. If your income is $4,000 a month 
and you spend $3,500 to live, then you'll have a bankruptcy payment of $500 a month. Now, that's obviously an extreme example. I have no idea what your payment would be, and we would have no idea what your payment would be until you processed uh, a lot of things with us directly. The second scenario is somebody whose income is above the means test number. Now, in that scenario, there are some requirements that compel you to repay debt over usually a five-year time period. Pretty much just like the guy who had filed bankruptcy before and has to now do a Chapter 13, you would have to repay some creditors over a five-year time period. Same analysis applies. We look at income versus living expenses. The third and final type of person is somebody who has assets that they don't want to lose. Now, in that scenario, your income and expenses will determine how much you have to repay uh, to the court, but also we have to look at how much would they get in a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. So going back to that earlier example where the guy may have had $40,000 of equity in his real estate, in that situation, you may have $40,000 of equity that we have to repay. So uh, in that scenario, we look at your income, we look at the expenses, and we say, okay, we got to pay back $40,000 to your creditors, and we'll find a term somewhere between three and five years that best fits your budget to repay that kind of income uh, and uh, liquidation value to your creditors. Uh, In that kind of bankruptcy, we typically ask you to come up with $500 up front, and then we get paid attorney's fees by the bankruptcy court over a three to five year time period. Now, when you're paying money every month to your creditors, they will send us money to do your case. And that's how we get paid. So in chapter 13, it's less upfront, although we get quite a bit more over time uh, through the repayment plan. And going back to chapter seven, it's a little bit more upfront, uh, anywhere from 13 to $1,800. But we do not get paid anything from the bankruptcy court. That is a rough rundown. I hope this was helpful for you. We're happy to get more specific with you and how bankruptcy applies to your circumstances. Feel free to give us a call at 757-301-3636 or visit our website at virginialawoffice.com. This is attorney Tim Anderson. Today is March 19th, 2018.